Welcome to Priority Talk Radio. Greg Davis is out for this next little bit. I'm your host, Nate Williams. We have Andrew in the studio. And we talk, we're on Mondays through Fridays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Here we are in the second hour where we're talking ministry and culture. And I am very excited to welcome onto the show Marianne Howard. And she has written a book titled Rest overcoming spiritual fatigue so i want to welcome you on to the show uh, how, how are we doing tonight doing great thank you so much for having me uh, I, I'm, I'm glad because this is something i struggle with as someone who's a little bit of a workaholic always going 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 i know that can have a toll on you and i know that that a lot of other people are going through that so before we jump onto the book, you know, just jump into the book to talk about it. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what, what you've been up to recently. Similar to you, I battle and resist rest on all sides. I am a wife to a pastor, uh, a mom to two teenage boys. I'm a golden doodle mom because it's very important. Uh, I work for a publishing company and marketing so I'm a busy, busy, busy lady, Yes. <laughs> and uh, I resist rest on all sides, which is why um, I had a heart for carrying this message. Mm, okay, so you've you've gone through it, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about maybe what what was there was there a breaking point or something. We'll dive into that. But I guess before we get there, what made you one day decide, okay? I need to write a book about this because it's one thing to go through it. It's another thing to sit down and write a book about it. Well, how did that happen? Absolutely. Um, I think it was just my own personal struggle with spiritual fatigue. And just to get a good working definition of what I'm saying with those words, spiritual fatigue is a condition of the heart where a person feels spiritually dry and emotionally empty. And mm. I reached that place. And there's only one person that gives us rest, and that's Jesus. Yes. And the problem in my life is that I reached for rest in the wrong places. And so I think that is why God um, led me down the path to to write this book and think through how do we move towards intimacy with Him and how do we reach for the right person <laughs> mm. um, instead of all these other things that may give us rest instantaneously and for a moment, but not, not soul rest that lasts. Okay. Yes. That well. That makes sense. We we find our rest in Jesus. Everything else will will disappoint. So before we get to talking about the book, I guess how can people learn more about you, or maybe uh, see what you've been up to? Any more projects you're working on? How can people do that? Awesome. Yes. So I have a website www.marian-howard.com where I write blog articles, and you can learn a lot about just my speaking and just who I am and my family. And then I'm also a co-host of the D6 podcast. Um, and that's another great way just to kind of hear my heart. And uh, I, I work for D6 Family, which is an organization centered around Deuteronomy 6. Um, and it, they uh, equip the church and the home and how to connect the church and the home. And it's kind of built off the whole idea of Deuteronomy 6. Uh, I think that's awesome. So y'all make sure to check out her website and the D6 podcast that she co-hosts. So that is incredible. So now let's talk about the book. Again, it's Rest, 
overcoming spiritual fatigues. We're, we're going to lay a foundation for it. Why, in, in your opinion, do so many Americans feel overwhelmed and stressed out? What, what, what do you think is causing that? Great question. I think we are overworked, underrested, and overcommitted. And those three things have compromised our soul, that place where God's Spirit is at work inside of us, and our soul's connection to God. Yes, yes. It's like uh, you talk about this in your book. It's like this busyness sickness or this idolatry. Why do you think we idolize busyness? Because I I know that's me too, checking off all the boxes and all that. But why do you think we do that? I think our value and worth get attached to being in demand. And we get addicted to the need to be needed rather than the need for God to move. And oh, so that, that was my, good. That that <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you made that up on the spot. Could you, if you remember it, could you perhaps repeat that? Absolutely. We get addicted to the need to be needed rather than the need for God to move, which is extremely oh, arrogant. And and can I just say just the domino effect of that? Efficiency, speed, productivity, achievement, and self sufficiency and convenience all self. Demand, right? Self-demand, those things get in the way of staying close to God. They compromise that connection. Okay. You'll just have to pause a moment because I got to take, I I just, I have been convicted because that is me to a T. So hold on. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect for you to kind of be preaching to me, but the Holy Spirit's like, all right, you're, you're going to listen to this. You're going to be forced to because you're interviewing someone who's going to talk about what you need directly. So I'm, I guess I need Mm -hmm. to be thankful for that. That's, that's something that I need for sure. And I know a lot in our, a lot of people in our audience will need that as well. Uh, You say that there is a pressing need for soul care. What what do you Mm -hmm. mean by that, soul care? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Often in leadership narratives, and when I say leadership, I mean if you're parenting, working, managing, if you're leading someone in some form or fashion, the daily demand to lead is draining. The demand to give and lead and serve people can deplete us, and a depleted leader is not a healthy leader. And so we need deep restorative rest, and the source of that rest is Jesus. You know, there's a passage that I talk about in my book, Song of Solomon 1, verse 6. It says, They made me keeper of the vines, but my own vineyard I have not kept. And, and that's so telling because so often when we're leading and giving, we're taking care of everybody else's vineyard. Everybody else's yard is green and lush and kept and tended to figuratively like our souls. Yes, yes. But what happens is we ourselves, we, we pause and we slow down and we look at our own yard. We look at our own soul and go, oh, my goodness. It's overgrown with weeds. There's sin there. There's, there's apathy there. There's distraction there. And so that, that's why I think we've got to zone in and focus on um, spending time with Jesus and tending to our own soul and fighting for intimacy with him. Wow. Yeah, for, definitely. Uh, we we put in so much time, effort, and energy into the rela- relationships around us that we neglect our own soul. I think that's well put. Uh, you write 
that we have become conditioned to distraction. How does this kind of keep us in mental chaos, like a state of Mm. mental chaos? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I recently read an article that says we now have the attention spans of goldfish. Oh my! That's <laughs> so and I believe it. I'm I believe kidding. it. And you can research this. It is so interesting. And it's thanks to the digital age we, we've got the attention spans of goldfish and distractions. They rob us of rest and they keep us from being formed into the likeness of Christ. God is too easily forgotten and all of the madness of our hectic hectic lives and the problem is 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 distraction at its root it's self-seeking self-motivated and self-centered and keep in mind James 1:14 says that our distractions are not a one size fits all enticement they're very specific to you it says that we would be lured away with our own desires so what might distract you from the living god isn't gonna it's gonna be different than what distracts me from the living god that's true it's individualized unfortunately now okay i'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment and again this is just stuff i need to hear um oftentimes let's say after a long day at work or whatever it is let's say or maybe it's a saturday i have a day off um and i'll i'll waste hours either watching tv on the phone whatever i'll just distract myself with whatever it is at the moment and but i'll 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 justify it and i'll say well Mm -hmm. i've been working hard um i deserve a little distraction i deserve to kind of be off in the clouds somewhere i just I've kind of earned that. What what might you say mm-hmm. to that response? Mm-hmm. Great question. Okay, so when we feel pressure or mm-hmm. overwhelm or whatever it is, whatever that word is that you can define in your life that would be a pressure point, every person will respond to pressure in one of two ways, control or escape. Mm. And we have to pause and think about it. I think we all do kind of both. But what is your default? Think about what your default is. Do you prefer to escape when you're tired and you're spent and you've worked hard and there's pressure? Is your tendency to control, meaning bear down and try to control everything, or escape? Move into, let me just do some mindless scrolling because that's where I think I'm going to get some sort of satisfaction. When you sit with that and you realize, oh, my goodness, I'm trying to control or I'm trying to escape, you realize, oh, my goodness, these things really don't give us rest. That's what I'm saying is we've got to pull away. Jesus is the giver of rest. So if you're spent from your job and you're spent from the productivity and you're spent from all the things and you're feeling frayed and burnt out and battling spiritual fatigue or fatigue of any kind, you can scroll mindlessly for a minute, but at the end of the day, you're only going to come up more exhausted. So Jesus is saying, come to me, come to me, come away from the pressure and be with me, be with my word, be with my presence, silence the chirps and the dings and press into my presence. I love that because what you did was you exposed the lie of, I guess, distraction. It doesn't. It doesn't help you feel better. It doesn't actually help you to unload or unwind the way that some of the spiritual disciplines you talk about will in your relationship with Christ. So distraction at its core offers a lie that's not fulfilling. And uh, I guess, uh, do you think that in in our busy culture, 
we have lost our reverence for things that matter most, kind of like the sacred, the mm-hmm. deeper, rich things of life. Mm-hmm. If we're living in a constant state of distractedness, burnout and hurry, then yes, those things are waging war for our devotion and our attention to God. And here's the thing. If distraction and self is occupying the majority of our attention, we can forget peace, joy, and contentment. Hmm. Yes. Yes. And uh, I guess what that leads me to naturally, because I try to be self-sufficient, is I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to modify my behavior. I'm going to try harder. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, but you say that's not the way to go. We have to cut to break, mm-hmm. and we'll talk more about that on the other side. But behavior modification by ourselves doesn't, it's not as effective as we would like to think. Friends, this is Marianne Howard. We're talking about her book, Rest, Overcoming Spiritual Fatigue, and we're going to continue this conversation on the other side. This is WXJC Radio, Priority Talk. Don't go anywhere. This is Priority Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nate Williams. We have Andrew in the studio, as always, doing a wonderful job making sure this all works out and sounds good. And with me, we are talking to Marianne Howard about her book, Rest overcoming spiritual fatigue and uh, we've been talking a little bit before about how our culture just idolizes busyness and we try to check off boxes get our sense of self-worth our identity from what we do and uh, we need to run to Jesus instead so I'm having quite the conversation Marianne is uh, just uh, telling us what we need to hear so we're going to continue with that conversation when it comes to changing our hearts Oftentimes we think, okay, I'm going to try harder. I'm just going to modify my behavior, and then I'll be a different person. But uh, what do you mean by we can't change our hearts through behavior modification? Mm. Listen, only God can change a heart. He's creator God, and he takes a heart of stone and makes it a heart of flesh. He's the only one that can do that. He's the one who softens our hearts. We can make a checklist, and we can do all the right things, but remember this. God is relational, not transactional. We've yes. got to remember that. We, we in our humanness, and those of us that have grown up in the whole checklist and gold stars, you know, we find value and worth in all, doing all the right things. But remember, he declared on the cross, it is finished. He did the very best thing. And so we've got to come to him and surrender and and remember that he does the mighty work in us and through us when our hearts are surrendered to him. And that's how the heart changes. Mm, Absolutely. God is not uh, transactional. He is relational. Mm-hmm. So, so many sure. good quotes that, that, that you're, you're sharing with us. And uh, I guess you share a story in your book about driving your car on empty, so to speak. What did your son say to you, and what's the spiritual connection? Hmm. So, so chapter three of my book is called Adapting to Empty. And I start a story. I have a new teenage driver, and I, we were on our way to an appointment, and I was actually driving, and I have a digital gas gauge in my car and it was blinking and i live that way i i it is always empty it is almost on e constantly my son looks over and he says mom how long have you been driving on empty Uh (laughs) and the sad thing about that when you really think about it 
is there are plenty of gas stations along the road. Yeah. But I often allow my own soul to adapt to empty, and I ignore the figurative fuel light to stop, rest, and refuel up with God and His Word. I push to see how long I can drive what <laughs> until it per- dies. What a perfect metaphor <laughs> that you're you're driving along with your son and then that 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 light comes up on the dashboard and you're like, OK, what a perfect picture there. So I'm glad you share that story. Uh, what do you mean by you cannot hurry and love well? I thought that was so interesting. You cannot hurry mm-hmm. and love well. T- tell us about that. Yeah. So one of the things that I addressed in our resistance to rest is our pace. And here's the thing, the more you increase the speed of your life, your capacity to love others well will be compromised. It causes us to miss the needs of those around us, and it makes relationships very shallow. We have to slow down to see people. Yes. We have to slow down to see people. If we're rushing and hustling and bustling around, that's very self-centered. Yes. But when you slow down, he, God is not always going to speed up to catch us. He wants us to slow down to his pace. One thing I think of when you say that is the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. And I, one mm-hmm. thing I always thought that was interesting about that passage in Scripture, it says that Jesus looked up and saw Zacchaeus. Yes. You can only notice someone if you're going through life slow enough to see them. If Jesus Mm -hmm. was rushing through, if Jesus was hurry, 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 busy, busy, busy. And I bet there were times when he was like that. But uh, all in all, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't have noticed Zacchaeus and wouldn't have been able to transform his heart if if Jesus had not looked up and seen him. So, again, I love Mm -hmm. I love what you're saying, y'all. You cannot hurry and love well and then i guess how can we uh, let's get into a little bit of the practical side of things we know okay distractions Mm -hmm. are not good being burned out's not good Mm -hmm. hurrying's not good but how can we learn to be people who slow down what can we do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i like i said before i have a teenage driver and he's a new driver and i find myself saying whoa 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 we've got to slow down and i will tell you slowing is an intentional pause to reverse our disorder priorities Mm. proverbs 21 verse 5 says careful planning puts you ahead in the long run hurry and scurry puts you further behind Mm. it's a choice it is a choice to slow down remember psalm 46 verse 10 we have it hanging in our houses we've got it on tea towels we've got it on shirts we've got it tattooed to our body it says be still and know that i'm god when you sit and you look at the context of that scripture that whole chapter of psalm 46 be still and know that i'm god really when you look at the context it's be still so that you can know that i am god mm-hmm. we've got to stop like Vanilla Ice said, stop, yes. collaborate, and listen. <laughs> yes. We've got to stop. We've got to slow down so that we can know that He is God. It's an intentional choice. Yes, it's an intentional choice. So you mean to tell me that uh, it's just not going to happen by accident? Like we have right. to make that conscious decision to slow down. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. We've got to slow down, we've got to pause. We've got to examine our daily habits, what is compromising 
your walk with Christ? What is compromising time at the table with Jesus? We've got to be attentive. We've got to pay attention to what we pay attention to. We've got to practice listening and be intentional. Absolutely. And I think, uh, y'all, we can have so many excuses. And uh, I know I'm the master of excuses. Oh, we have work, chores, projects. But like Marianne said um, earlier, God is not transactional. He's relational. So just like, you know, with a friend, with a parent, with a with a sibling, you're not like it helps to do things, uh, you know, that that's helpful. But the way to grow Mm -hmm. a relationship with them is to spend time with them. That's how it is with God as well. And so uh, uh, one thing that humbled me in this area was God is not reliant on me for his kingdom to advance it's not Mm -hmm. like god's not waking up this morning and be like oh no i hope nate does something otherwise all of my plans will fall apart that's not how god operates and so we just need to live be, be still know that he is god and trust him and it doesn't mean laziness for sure but mm-hmm. uh, just know that uh, god is not you know sitting at the edge of his seat being like oh man i hope so and so has a really busy life otherwise it all falls apart that's not how god operates um how does one thing you talk about is silence how mm-hmm. does silence sensitize us and what does it sensitize us to mm. so we live in a culture that makes us comfortable with noise and uneasy with silence and honestly i have a noise addiction which is a form of avoidance (laughs) and sometimes silence can sometimes strike us as unimportant and uncomfortable and even sometimes threatening but silence makes room for listening it gives us the freedom to observe It opens us to the entry of peace, and it invites us to know our limitedness and God's vastness. Silence sensitizes us to what matters. It helps us to know, here's where we're limited. This is where my humanness ends, and this is where, watch for God. This is where God is at work. Watch for God. This is where God is at work. I love it. And finally, I guess in just a few sentences, Mm -hmm. people get this book titled Rest, Overcoming Spiritual Fatigue. What do you hope that they take away from this book? Mm. I pray that these pages would spark honest, helpful, and hopeful conversations about how to care for your soul and developing rhythms of rest, but I also pray that the reader gains a new understanding of biblical rest and learn how to practice it from a biblical perspective, that we would work from rest and not always work to it. Ooh, I like that. From rest and not always to it. Well, well-rounded. I, I, I like that. So, friends, this is Marianne Howard. We've been talking about her book, Rest, Overcoming Spiritual Fatigue. And, and so I just want to thank you for this conversation. Uh, tell our audience one more time if they want to see what you're up to, learn more about you. How, how can they do that? You can visit my website at marianne-howard.com, and that tells you kind of who I am, speaking, writing. I have a blog. I'm a co-host to to the D6 podcast, and that's the best way to kind of get to know me. That is wonderful. So y'all make sure to check that out in this book titled Rest. Well, thank you so much for joining our show tonight. 
Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Friends, as we head towards the 7 o'clock hour, I hope you're driving safe. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you know, make sure that you're praying. Make sure that you're getting involved with your local church. And we will talk with y'all tomorrow.